0: hello and welcome to the latest episode of the online warriors podcast and uh, it's June we've made it into the month of June and uh, as usual I'm I'm illegal 86 and I'm joined by the ever so debonair tactic one
1: how are you that's two day, two weeks in a row where I'm uh, the first one to start it's starting to become predictable
0: well so I figured you would you would assume I would switch it back so I kept it it was like reverse reverse psychology uh, I see so Good to see I got you. Um, and also the Nerd Bomber.
2: Hey everyone, how's it going?
0: Um, well, in my case, it's going very well. Uh, hopefully, our listeners are doing well. I almost said viewers. But we're not. We're not videoing yet. Um, but we're back. We got more to talk about. Uh, got a nice roundtable this week. But uh, first things first, we have some very exciting news from the production office, whoop whoop. which I guess is just the regular office. There's really one office at this at this business so far. We have a new Patreon subscriber, and better yet, we have a knight level subscriber. That's the highest level, guys. A knight. So, so uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly. If I'm not, shout us out on Twitter and tell me that I'm a fool. Ben Checkness is our first Patreon subscriber in our first night. So congratulations to you, Ben. Um, Nice little round of applause. Yeah. um, Can I clap? Is that allowed?
2: Yeah, I think we can clap.
0: Okay, a nice, quiet little, little golf clap. But that's just because we don't want to ruin the, the audio quality. We we are quite thrilled. Um, your name, I imagine, will, like, hundred years from now, people are gonna be like, remember Ben, the first, the first Patreon subscriber. He was the first one. Like, I, it's a huge honor. So.
1: I just want to let you know, Ben. Not only do you get claps, but I give you snaps. The cool kids snap their fingers.
0: Is he a poet? I don't know. I've only ever seen snaps done for poetry.
1: Yeah, but it's like the hip. Um,
0: Don't they
2: snap in golf too? They do like
0: golf claps. Oh, that's right. That's like the the two finger clap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, Ben, if you're a poet, drop us a drop us a poem. If you're not, it's okay. Um, No pressure. But um, we're super thrilled. If you want to be like Ben, we really encourage it. Um, You'll hear your name on the podcast. Uh, you'll hear another shout-out later that we're going to give Ben. So um, it's very exciting. Only you only hear that second shout-out if you get the night level, which makes you a Patreon producer. So Ben's a producer, which means if this was a show, his name would be in the credits. And by show, I mean television show. It is a show. It's an audio show. Um, but it's very exciting. So shout-out to Ben. Uh, this one's for you, man. Uh, let's get into some news. Let's Let's break it down, and let's start with... Uh, this is kind of a couple of these are kind of like ahead of E3. So E3 is next week, and we're gonna have our E3 episode next week. But that is probably my favorite E3,
2: episode of the year. I just have to say,
0: E3 is awesome. We're all super psyched. Um, I was actually reading like, I mean, there's ho- however many like E3 hype train. Like, here's all the stuff you can expect, or here's what you're hoping for. And I was reading some of that today, and I'm, I'm just very excited. Um, I, I heard a little bit of Metroid Four buzz, which is like my thing. But, anyways, well. We'll forgo the e3 specific stuff for now but in uh kind of in preparation for e3 uh, a new trailer was released about six days ago as of this recording for death stranding which if you haven't heard of death stranding i'm pretty sure it's been in production for quite a long time at this point um yeah it has
2: confused me for quite a long time
0: Yeah, it's you'd be surprised. So we're going to kind of go through this trailer a little bit. It's a nine minute trailer. It's called the release date trailer. So assumedly it the whole trailer, the whole point of it was just to reveal the release date as November 8th of this year. But it took almost nine minutes to do that. Um, And in the nine minutes, you you see a lot of stuff. But first of all, if you don't know about Death Stranding, um, what I think makes it so high profile is the fact that it's created by the creator of the Metal Gear series. And I, I don't know. Should I try to say his name? I'm probably going to butcher it.
2: You can go um, for it. I think the first name um, might be easy. The last name I always have issues with.
0: I'm going to say... Well, we can all try it. I'm going to say Hideo Kojima.
2: That, that actually uh, sounds about right. That's how I would have said it. It
1: was pretty good.
0: Um, I've, I've, so there are people out there who are listening right now and who are like, you idiots. You don't, you don't know. How do you not know? We don't know. But... Um, He's, you know, he's a pretty big deal. I mean, I I never played the Metal Gear series. I don't know if you guys have.
2: I have not. I actually own them because I think I got them for free through, like, games with gold or something. But I've never actually played them myself.
1: The extent of my Metal Gear is in Smash Brothers, where I hide in the box as Snake.
0: So it's... I've never played it either. It's supposed to be, obviously, this very big deal. I don't even know how many games are in the series at this point. I think the last one was a couple of years back, but, like, it's it's a pretty pretty well-known and well-recognized franchise and this is um either the creator's first game outside of that or one of his like his first recent game since metal gear and um it appears to be a pretty massive undertaking um so i you know i don't even know how to summarize what the plot of this game is purported to be um what i can say is that it has some famous people in it um so you it have... It is
2: Daryl from The Walking Dead. That's, that's the biggest yeah. one for me. Norman Reedus. Norman
0: Reedus. Yeah. Um, he, he appears to be playing the protagonist. He's probably the, the playable character upon which the game focuses. But you also have Matt Mickelson who appears to be the antagonist. I don't know. You watch the trailer and it's unclear who's a good guy and who's a bad guy most of the time. Because there's just a lot going on. I think the um, shadow
1: figures you can say is a bad guy. But you're right. The person who's leading him, it appears to be him. I don't know
0: yeah um so i'll just i'll read you the wikipedia plot description for death stranding or i guess what it what under synopsis is what it says people have created quote unquote walls and become accustomed to living in isolation death stranding is a completely new type of action game where the goal of the player is to reconnect isolated cities in a fragmented society it is created so that all elements including the story and gameplay are bound together by the theme of the strand or connection as Sam Bridges, who I believe is Armageddon, you will attempt to bridge the divides of society and in doing so create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe. Through your experience playing the game, I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. Honestly, that is not a great synopsis based on what the trailer shows. Um, the trailer sh- seems to uh, focus a lot on this connection between like you can kind of commune with the dead i guess is i mean it's called death stranding
1: through like babies
0: yeah you're like wearing a baby there's a lot to process here and i'm 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 gonna do that verbally but essentially you're wearing a baby like a backpack the baby is in some liquid well it's a front pack Uh, it's well they're right yeah it's really it's like a
2: high-tech baby bajorn
0: yeah and the baby is immersed in some kind of liquid which is probably scientifically important and the baby can commute with I guess the spirit world or like the the world beyond death, essentially. And um, that seems to be a big part of the gameplay that you can interact with with the dead and maybe eventually go over to like hell, I guess. I I don't know. It's It's definitely a dystopian game. Um, there's kind of a post post-apocalyptic feel in that it seems like America is like gone. And you're just kind of like roaming around in the wilderness with this ginormous backpack. I think at That's, one point they even the say
2: like, um, I think it was like, a pre, like whatever the precursor to whatever happened. They say like, oh, if we don't start forging bonds, we're going to lose what it means to be America or something weird like that.
0: Right. And it, it looks like most of the game is you're walking around in the wilderness with the most enormous backpack in the world. Like, I feel so bad for Norman Reedus, seeing him walk around with this backpack. This backpack has a bunch of gadgets in it that you can use to kind of get around the world. Uh, According to this synopsis, I guess, reconnect cities. Um, And it looks like there are shooting elements, there are sneaking elements, um, visually stunning, beautiful, like hard to even process how real they made Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen look, amongst the other. There are a few other actors. They got Guillermo del Toro to be in it um there's a lot of famous people attached to this game and this game has been in development for a while it was first announced at e3 2016 and since then it's been like extremely hyped up and it's taken a long time so people are very excited about it um what what was your guys like what's your take here from watching this trailer
2: So one of the first things that I noticed um, is that watching the actual gameplay and kind of removing the gameplay from the story, it felt a lot like the main character was just kind of walking around. There wasn't a whole lot to look at. And I know that it was like a post-apocalyptic setting, but the fact that it was just wasteland, like the setting was not very (coughs) inspiring. And even like the activity, like you were carrying around a ladder at one point And even the combat, it looked like you were just running from your enemies like you weren't really fighting your enemies So it kind of it seemed a little bit slow paced And I'm not sure how that's going to play out in the actual game because I know there's still months to go before this thing releases but the gameplay itself wasn't Riveting enough for me to necessarily want to try to tackle this confusing storyline
1: Like you feel like you can get easily lost in the open world.
2: Yes, exactly
0: so yeah so one thing to note is that and something i read earlier on is that apparently then all the environments that you see including the natural environments are completely destructible meaning that if you blow something up and you die and you come back that thing is still blown up which i think is pretty interesting um that
2: is pretty neat i know like crackdown 3 yeah. i don't know if they actually like Implemented it, but I know they were talking about having something similar to that. I never played the game, so I don't know, but I remember thinking, like, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so some so more on that. And again, I'm still, this is all on the Wikipedia, but um, under the gameplay tab, when the main character dies, the player is sent to another world referred to as an upside down world submerged in water. That's kind of stolen from Stranger Things, but let's move on. Uh, Kojima suggests that when the player returns to the world of living, anything they did or any damage that an explosion or the like causes when the player dies remains persistent in the world and does not go away another element talked about is the existence of a type of rain called timefall with the ability to age or deteriorate whatever it hits so this is something that was shown in the trailer but not really super well explained um they also talk about bts did you guys want you guys watch the trailer right
2: i did they yeah they talk
0: about they talk about bts a lot and i don't know what that stands for
2: Um, Uh, I want to say that's something to do with time travel because I remember playing, oh, man, Quantum Break. I think they talked about BTs or something like that.
1: In a world where you don't have lettuce, all of your sandwiches will be referred to as just BTs. That's the game.
0: Right. It's just bacon and tomato sandwiches. You're all fighting over the bacon. Um, The title apparently refers to the phenomenon when whales, like— strand themselves on beaches and die i don't know this game there's a lot to process um it feels like it's going to be
2: very like highbrow and philosophical especially just from the fact that like the readout of the game is we hope this will make you form human connections and i'm not 100 percent sure that i like games that do that like be a little bit more tactful and let me figure out the theme for myself like don't shove it down my throat so I'm not sure if this will be a little bit too on the nose. Again, I think I might just be like so confused by what's going on in the game that I'm a little off-put. But I hope it's good, because it looks kind of cool.
1: I hope it's a lot yeah. along the same vein of kind of where Bioshock, where the little girls give you powers, well now it's just going to be the little babies giving you powers. I hope it's more than just communicating with the uh, quote-unquote afterlife.
0: I So I agree with what you said, Nerd Bomber, in that like when you're watching the quote-unquote action in the trailer, there's not really much action. It's just like folks talking or like folks walking around. Like this guy unfurling a ladder and climbing up a ladder. It's like, it, it's hard to call it an action game. I feel like it's hard to call it a stealth game. I don't know what to call it at this point. And I feel like to watch a nine-minute trailer for a game and not really know how it's going to be is an interesting achievement um i don't know where this is going to go but i'm sure it will come up at e3 so we will probably talk about it again uh next week although i'm pretty sure sony is not going to be at e3 this year yeah i
2: i don't think i think they're doing more of the like state of play live streams where they're revealing more information so i don't think they're going to have anything at e3 but it would I don't know. I hope there's some information that comes out before at least the game releases because I'm going to need a little bit more to go on before I'm comfortable buying this game.
1: Did you guys happen to peruse through the comments of the uh, trailer?
0: I did not, but I can imagine that they're great.
1: Pretty much, what did I just watch was the main one and totally relatable. I I mean, we need more information is really what we're begging for.
2: And like the thing is... I, I love Sony games like the first party games that they've brought to us this generation have all been really great like knock them out of the park but they can't all be winners and I'm really afraid that this might be one of them where because we just give Sony the benefit of the doubt at this point that all of their first party story driven games will be really good like I'm gonna play it because I want to see if it is that good but it may not be.
0: Like, yeah, at this point, I think it's fair to say that I'm intrigued, but you got you gotta get get me a little further than that. you gotta like show me some gameplay that like actually involves gameplay,
2: and the baby um, was just really really creepy.
0: There were multiple creepy baby shots. the first shot of the trailer you're like I think you're like in a woman's like belly, yeah, I think you're getting like, like burst or something. Yeah, and it's like the fir- it's like there's just the baby. And it's and like it's a very lifelike baby. Good graphics. But like I don't need to see that. And there's like creepy like dolls with one eye floating between open and closed and like just a, yeah, there's just a lot of gratuitous creepy baby shots.
2: I think and the baby is also- kind of hit on like some weird uncanny valley because they look really lifelike because of the graphics being so well done. But at the same time, they're also like they kind of look like old people, and well, it's
1: just standard babies. They look like many old people.
2: I guess I don't know. Just creepy.
0: I and I also liked the scenes, and by liked I mean I thought they were weird. The scenes where you're from, you're, it's like you're in the point of view of a baby. And it's like you're underwater, and Matt Nicholson's just like having a chat with you. It's like, dude, he they, the baby can't understand what you're saying it's a baby and it's also underwater Probably i can't even hear you so uh, i have this yeah.
2: feeling they're going to be like superpower telekinetic psychic babies that have like insane knowledge of the world just being born or something i don't know like
0: like minority report yeah something like, like that, that. where they can like see the future and like predict murders that was an interesting movie um yeah, Death Stranding, November 8th. Uh, there's a trailer up right now that if you have nine minutes to spare and want to be very confused, then you should go check it out. Um, next on the list is something that probably should have happened years ago. Uh, is it fair to say that? Uh iTunes is dead. I, I think iTunes... Okay, let me put it this way. How many times have you gone to do something in iTunes that you thought was going to be simple, and then you go to do it, And iTunes is like, no. Because for me, it's happened more times than I can count on my hands. in it's 18 years of service.
2: I mean, so I haven't used iTunes in probably years. Since I got my iPhone, I pretty much stopped using iTunes completely, which is probably the antithesis of what most people do. I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but the opposite of what most people do. Um, Because then I just downloaded Spotify and I could stream my music and I had no need for it. But I do remember back when I had like the iPod Classic, basically iTunes taught me how to be a bit of a hacker because even MP3s that were legally purchased, I felt felt like you had to do some like crazy workarounds to get it to go onto your iPod.
0: Yeah, there was a, so like when I think of iTunes, I think of like horrible digital rights management and like if you tried to put any music from iTunes on anything that wasn't one ipod even if you tried to put it on more than one ipod itunes is like you can't do that you gotta pay 20 more dollars You're like it was so weird stuff would happen whenever you tried to do anything with the music and like what you just said about like i've had an iphone for a while i haven't used itunes it's the same for me too like i have an iphone but i haven't used itunes in literally years because i just use spotify or like i do have music on my phone but it's not really itunes related so i can't remember the last time i bought anything off itunes i can't even imagine why itunes is still around other than as a holder for like podcasts i guess
2: i mean but that's the thing though apple podcasts broke off as a separate app a long time ago like you i think you can still search for podcasts via itunes but for the most part like you're routed through the apple podcast app and that started a little bit ago the thing that i find really interesting is that they literally just announced the ipod touch refresh so I feel like iTunes is so iconic when it comes to iPods in general. It just seems like really weird timing to me.
1: Regardless of the timing, I say good riddance. When I was in high school and I had all my sweet angsty music on there, I got an update and it literally purged all of my angst. And I, and I was just, I was like, this is it. I'm done with iTunes.
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about though. like I, I remember I had, the other thing it was terrible at doing is it would like, I remember it would always upload like duplicates of albums and like it would upload albums and not be able to find any of the album art or any of the tracks and I had to just like go in and like manually enter information like I was some caveman or something I man as I I'm like dredging up a lot of bad feelings about iTunes that I had put into a dark place and hoped to never touch again um I do not like iTunes Apple is making a lot of interesting moves right now um this is not on our show notes but did you guys hear about this this Mac Pro they're coming out with?
2: I heard it was like insanely expensive and insanely powerful.
0: It's six thousand dollars. But that is not the crazy part. The crazy part is I guess it's like a monitor. You buy you buy a monitor, but the monitor doesn't have a stand, you have to buy the stand separately. Guess how much the stand costs?
1: Two thousand dollars.
0: A thousand dollars. That's for like a stand. Crazy. It doesn't even make sense,
1: and people are going to do it.
0: People are probably already pre-ordered it. Like, I, I'm sure they'll sell a, a billion of them. But like, it's just it's very strange. Anyways, back to iTunes. Um, so it's been it's been 18 years. They're getting rid of iTunes. Um, they're, they're they're essentially breaking it up into three separate apps. Uh, you mentioned the podcast app, which yeah, I use that. That's a great app. Uh, there's going to be a TV app and a music app as well. Do you Um, think
2: anyone will actually use the TV app?
0: I have never once rented a movie or bought a movie or bought a TV show or rented a TV show off of iTunes. Can you even rent stuff off iTunes? I assume you can.
2: I think you can, but I've never done it. And like, even I know I've looked at it because sometimes when you want to watch a movie and you want to like rent it, and because now we're in the age where most things are on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that. And so I like instant gratification. So going to like Redbox is not an option for me. So I'll like compare all the different streaming services where you can rent the stream. And for the most part, it's not even competitive. Like we usually end up renting it through our cable provider or even like YouTube or Amazon. You can rent it for much cheaper than iTunes. It's crazy.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Can I pose a question? Um, Please. If you have one app that does three things... Or three apps that do one thing does the three apps potentially earn you more revenue
2: i wonder there has to be something where you probably get more ad revenue that's or what i was thinking like or maybe you can do more targeted ads like if you know people are using your app specifically for tv you're going to be able to advertise only other tv services or shows or something like that and like maybe the same thing with podcasts i know i was just reading this article how podcasts are like one of the biggest growing industries lately I think it was like the last couple years it's blossomed so I wonder if that's another angle too where they really want to like put a shine on podcasts because I know Spotify is doing it now Spotify actually dropped a ton of money I think they bought anchor which is a podcast hosting service they've got like podcast editing software so I wonder if Apple is going to try to be more competitive since they I mean they invented the podcast
0: worth noting and well, uh, a couple of things with that first of all uh as the online warriors team we are very excited to be a part of that period of growth and i believe that we are, our podcast is on itunes and spotify correct
2: yeah we're yeah. on pretty much every yes. major platform i think we're also on the google play store we're on stitcher We're any any podcast app that you can think of i'm pretty sure we're listed
0: and second of all it's called a podcast because of the ipod right
2: yeah i'm pretty sure that's what coined the term
0: that's so interesting that that term is going to completely outstay the idea of an ipod i feel like because like ipods are on their way out
2: i mean it's kind of no different there's a lot of terms like that though i'm trying to think of one and now that i've said it i can't think of any offhand
1: a davenport
2: well that's
0: what's that that's
2: what my 93 year old grandmother calls a couch i'm not really sure what that comes from but
0: she only calls that that because it's, because she's 90, 94 yeah that's not even that's not real she made that up and she's messing with you
2: or like how I about dabble. a dial tone
0: you, okay. uh, you don't you hear a dial-, dial a phone
2: You dial a phone, but you don't hear a dial tone because you don't have the phone off the hook. Like you just open up the phone pad on your cell phone, type in some numbers. You don't, unless you have a landline, you don't really hear a dial tone.
0: I feel like landline is another example. That's true. (laughs) Years from now, I'm going to be 93. I'm going to be like, we used to have landlines and my grandkids are going to be like, grandpa, shut up, you idiot. (laughs) That's not real. That's not a real thing. My grandkids are gonna call me idiots. No, I'm respect. sure they'll be
2: respectful.
0: Uh, we'll see. Check back with me in, uh, what like eighty years. I'm thirteen. Um. Good riddance, iTunes. Not super sorry to see you go. You, you, tactic. You raise interesting questions about. It is this kind of a backhanded move from Apple to like, somehow make more money. Knowing corporate America, it probably is. I mean, the, I, other, the other somewhat
2: shady thing, and I don't know if it's shady or what, but I did read that Apple's new podcast app will actually have um, searchable audio. So it'll be like transcribing the podcast in the background, and you can actually type in words and search for it within the audio file. That's a little crazy to me.
0: So when someone goes on iTunes, well, sorry, not iTunes, goes on the podcast app and searches Davenport, we're gonna pop up i like that about us
2: we will be like, known hereforth as the davenport podcast
0: the davenport warriors i, I like to think that some like 93 year old is gonna go and like i want to listen to a podcast about davenports and they're gonna look us up and just hear three stupid millennials talking about like moving pictures and by moving pictures i mean video games and, and films but they'll they'll call them moving pictures because that's what old people call movies um shout out to all to all old old folks we we love and respect you um maybe they're changing it to three apps just because then each app can be better targeted to like one of those things you know what i mean like itunes was trying to be a jack of all trades and maybe that's why it sucked maybe now that they're specializing each of those apps will be like better at that one thing
2: Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like each of those apps aren't very competitive in their space. And at this point, they'd really have to do a lot to overcome the Netflixes and the Spotify's. And man, even other podcasts, like not to transition us into our ad segment, but there's another podcast app that is really geared towards listening to podcasts called PodCoin. And they even pay you to listen to podcasts.
1: Can't forget about PodCoin.
2: I know, Right. I mean, and they give you gift cards and they give you um, money that you can give to charity and you really just earn money just by listening to podcasts. And I don't know how Apple Podcasts can compete with something like that.
1: Is there a referral code that that would give them extra points?
2: Actually, there is. Um, If you sign up and you are not already on PodCoin and you use the code online warriors, you will get 300 PodCoin just to start.
1: Is that all one word?
2: It is all one word.
0: I have a question, and it's not a leading question like the ones that Tectic is asking. Um, if you're listening, if you download the Podcoin app on an iPad, is it called Padcoin or still Podcoin?
2: It's still called Podcoin, but I think that that would be a really interesting adaptation on iPads.
0: So maybe this is not what we should be doing in an ad segment, but maybe we should start our own. Podcoinish ish app called padcoin and then they'll, they'll come to us like claiming copyright issues and we'll be like no it's called Padcoin. it's totally different yeah Podcoin check it out what's what's also break into our patreon producer shout out as we've already mentioned a uh, good friend Ben checkness is our first ever patreon producer and for that I think we should call him like the patreon executive producer you know is that a thing can we can we do that is that allowed
2: he can be the premier um, producer.
1: premiere night
2: i I like the the alliteration with the p's so maybe he's the patreon premiere producer because he's the first
0: so we're rolling out the red carpet for for our our best friend ben he's I i will say he is now my best friend um previously i don't even know who it was but now it's ben um he has supported us on patreon at the night level and for that reason uh he's great and you could be too um all you got to do is head over to patreon to our patreon i should say and uh give us some support we use we use the patreon uh for things like hosting our website and um you know future upgrades to make us sound super clear and stuff like that and um
2: and we even we we have a tons tons of great stuff like we had a bonus segment last month where we talked about fashion and basically Made butts out of ourselves because we don't know anything about fashion, and if you missed hey, it, hold
0: on. I know plenty about fashion, okay. and if you want proof, just go and listen to that <laughs> segment.
2: And uh, tactic actually just released a private Patreon vlog episode um, for our squires and knights, and um, he basically showed off our new setup, the fancy new desk that we were talking about. So you can you can see it now if you want. Just got to subscribe on Patreon.
0: So uh, thanks again to Ben, and thanks to all the future Patreon supporters. Um, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without your love and support.
1: And if there's any suggestions of as far as videos you guys like to see, please feel free to
0: share. But uh, let's keep it PG, people, all right? Um, let's, let's, let's get back into the news. What do you say? I'm um, good with that. Another another E three ish kind of deal. Um, Square Enix has been hyping up their Avengers game, and by Avengers, yes, we do mean the Marvel Avengers. Um, so essentially, some details have leaked about uh, kind of Square Enix is going to be talking about this next week in a panel, um, and the leak uh, has since been fixed, so you can't go see it now. But um, it seems to have revealed that there will be a number of things. Um, single player and multiplayer co-op options up to four player co-op i read which is pretty amazing that is um, really customizable exciting characters it's super exciting everything i've heard about this before i go into the rest of it it just sounds incredible um it really sounds me up i'm worried about being let down but
1: it sounds similar to kind of the marvel ultimate alliance games if you ask me which i think is right up at right up the alley for doing a avengers video game because that's the style that you'd want to do it would be a four-person kind of bird's eye view gameplay and me personally i'm very excited for that because the only superhero games i've been getting in lately are the lego marvel games and yes that is a guilty pleasure of mine folks i highly recommend them even as an adult Um, but i want something a little more uh, uh, i guess not playable for a kid so i'm very excited to see this avengers game and i'm very excited if they do do the marvel ultimate alliance style of gameplay
2: well i don't know if it'll be ultimate alliance style but i do have really good news for you um as a switch owner the new marvel ultimate alliance three game will be coming out this year
1: shut the front door
2: not joking so you'll get your favorite ultimate alliance style game and you'll get some other marvel game I know the article that I was reading, um, I think it was on Den of Geek, they were speculating that it might be some kind of like persistent worlds type deal, like Destiny or something like that, because in the leak, they used a lot of words like continuous and ever expanding world. And especially if you have multiplayer options, I feel like everything is moving towards that ever present online multiplayer game. So that'll be interesting to see what that world kind of looks like.
0: Yeah, I saw that sort of speculation on GameSpot as well. So it seems like a lot of people are thinking it's going to be kind of this Destiny model, which to me, that's great. Like I was pretty hooked into Destiny for a while. I think Destiny has, Destiny has its issues, which we could get into that. But like, I think it's a pretty decent model. Um, And I think it's good at hooking people in. Um, I'm curious to see how a multiplayer would work with, with, like, I can't imagine a bunch of Iron Mans and a bunch of Hulks running around. there's been a lot of speculation about whether you're going to be playing as Avengers themselves or whether you're going to be playing as a new hero who helps the Avengers Um, this idea of customizable characters is is kind of easy to believe it might be the latter Um, and also the teaser trailer which came out way back in 2017 suggests that the Avengers have like retired or something um, or that they're, they're being asked to like dust off the shield and get back in the game kind of thing Um, Either way, it promises for cinematic storytelling, which, you know, for me, that's like one of the most important things in gaming. And it it also hopefully will align pretty well with the Marvel movies, which are now obviously like this massive thing. Um, I think it would be really
2: cool if they somehow lined everything up because I know like Destiny that they were really well known for having um, like huge raid events that were kind of timed. And it would be really interesting to me if they lined up this game and events in the game with like the movie releases and stuff so like i don't know the game won't be coming out in time for spider-man obviously but like for the next movie say they could have some kind of like themed event around the villains or somehow you team up with the major superhero from the next movie i think that would be really fun
1: so if you had to create your own custom avenger based on the current existing avengers who would you base it off of
0: oh iron man easy I, I mean, for, for me it's always It's always gonna be Iron Man so I'm not very interesting I'm not an interesting person To ask that question to
2: I feel like I'm not really sure I've had a lot of fun With Spider-Man Spider-Man's probably My favorite Marvel character So maybe I would make like A female spider character Um, I don't know
1: I too would do Iron Man But if we're gonna be In a team Illegal One of us Is yeah. gonna have to switch
0: Well I hope you don't mean me
1: eh, It's gonna be one of us <clears throat>
0: we'll flip a coin um i yeah i'm like mm, i i'm interested to see where this goes because i don't know how closely this is going to be tied to like disney and the mcu and i also like marvel in video games is riding a pretty major high right now with spider-man it's gonna be hard for them to top spider-man that's like that's kind of the the realist in me talking um I think for the fan
2: for the fan and me to really be okay with this game I'm kind of coming at it from the perspective like Spider-Man almost never happened because Spider-Man was so good that I don't want to hold a game that's not even like in the same genre to the standard of fun that I had with Spider-Man especially knowing that it's a multiplayer game it's just a very different environment so I feel like I don't want to put it even in the same realm as Spider-Man because I I'll for sure be disappointed.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with that perspective. Because they're, they're way too different. It's a whole different perspective. I agree with you.
2: And like Spider-Man was point. just so much fun that I don't think there's any game that really came after Spider-Man except for Kingdom Hearts 3 that really scratched the itch that Spider-Man left.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i very excited. Also, another uh, another good point you made is that obviously these won't be around for spider-man but after spider-man spider-man is the last movie in phase three of the mcu i think and i think then phase four starts i might be one phase off might be like the end of phase four then phase five starts i don't know what phase we're on but i know that spider-man ends a phase so perhaps uh the game is being timed with that in mind i don't know if the game even has a release date yet it might be far uh, much farther off than we think Um, but something to keep an eye on, I guess, and definitely something to watch out for at E3 next week. So
2: I feel like there's going to be so many exciting reveals at E3 next week. I I don't want to really get into it because I know we're going to spend a whole hour talking about it next week. But if there was one game that you are most excited to see more details on at E3 this year, what would it be? It could be something that's even totally unrealistic.
0: Metroid four. But also, I, I mean, Avengers is up there just because I also read, um, and I can't remember the guy's name now, but one of the people who's involved with the Avengers story and kind of the development is was one of the higher ups in Dead Space, which Dead Space was one of my favorite franchises, RIP Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Still hoping for a remaster, never going to happen. Um, so Avengers is up there, but I would still say I've been hearing some rumbles about Metroid 4, and that's definitely something I'm most looking forward to. Also, though, the Harry Potter game. Do you remember this Harry Potter game? I do about, remember. Like, I yeah, think we talked about it on the podcast.
2: We did. It was like something was leaked about it, and it they made it sound like it was going to be kind of like, almost Skyrim esque or Destiny esque. I it was like a weird conglomeration. I think of like an open world Harry Potter game, but you basically got to choose your whole adventure path, and there were so many like open world scenarios to play with.
1: You got to yeah. choose everything. The- what if the Sorting Hat chooses otherwise?
0: Well, like I said, to wait and see if if they mention the game. I expect the game to come up. I mean, we saw that leak; it promised a lot, and then that went completely dark. So, I don't know. It might be something we we see about. I don't, um, what about you guys?
1: Me personally, what I want to see at E three yeah. is not so much games, but I want to see more expansive hardware as far as VR goes. And I know what you're thinking, what are you talking about, Tectic? Well, let me tell you. Um, I really like the way that PSVR is going, but I've always wanted, you always see these things with people making these cool setups with these omnidirectional pads that they can run on. I want that so bad. For years, I've wanted that. If the world can give me that, I will be happy.
0: That's a tall order, but I'm inclined to agree with you, just from the geeking out perspective. NerdBomber?
2: Um, so I'm really excited to see if there's any more information about Borderlands 3. I'm very excited about that game. Um, probably one of my favorite split-screen co-op games of all time. And bes- besides that, probably I'm really pumped to see the new Gears game. Uh, Gears is one of those games that, I, again, I really enjoy the split-screen experience. And it's one of the few franchises that still guarantee split-screen and it's, it's one of those games that uh, Tectic and I kind of played through a few years ago from start to finish, and I'm super engaged in the storyline and just want to see where it's
1: going. Good old Dominic.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, tune in next week for, I, I would call it wall-to-wall E3 coverage. I think we're probably planning on just uh, allocating our entire roundtable roundup to kind of just what each of us was excited about at E3. We'll probably talk about a few things each and just uh, really really crack down on that. Um, for now, though, what's, uh, let's talk about us. Everyone likes to talk about themselves, um, what they've been up to, and, and we're going to talk about what we've been up to. Um, I think I'm going to start this time. I don't usually start, but uh, I'm feeling frisky and I'm feeling lively, and uh, I want to talk about an interesting experience i had this weekend um have you guys ever been to a murder mystery party
1: no i have not
2: i have not either
0: um they're pretty interesting so i i had been to i think two before this weekend and this weekend i actually hosted one um hosted not in this like it wasn't at my house but at, like every murder mystery party needs to have kind of this overseer dungeon mastery kind of role um where they know who the killer is they know who the victim is they know all the information about all the characters and then they're kind of just watching people mingle and making sure everything goes according to plan so you're basically
2: Um, either the agatha christie or the clue envelope in the scenario i'm
0: abs no i'm actually tim curry from the movie you ever see that old movie clue oh yeah tim curry is the butler I'm, i'm tim curry always um so i actually like it was actually really fun um because we were all like we all dressed up and like everyone took their roles very seriously as my overseer role i was the bartender um so i kind of got to be that guy standing behind the bar people go up to and ask questions which was kind of fun did Um, you
2: get to make drinks
0: i did uh that part didn't go amazingly because i'm not really a mixologist um we basically made like i made a, a big giant jar of cosmo and another big giant jar of mint julep Did you
1: always have a towel over your shoulder and were you always polishing the bar?
0: Thank you so much for asking that. That was a huge, like, when I was, like, putting my costume together, I, like, had, like, kind of just, like, a nice shirt, nice pants and a bow tie. I looked like the bartender at, like, a country club, to give you an idea. And I had a towel over my shoulder and people were, like, what's up with the towel? And I was, like, what do you mean what's up with the towel? That's, like, a huge part of, like, being a bartender is always having a towel over your shoulder and just arbitrarily rubbing things with it. Were you? Um, Oh, all the time. Nice. That was like the main thing I was doing. I also had a flask, which I don't get to use a flask very much, but I would like take out a flask and like act like I was skimming off the top of like the whiskey stash kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, We had 12 people and uh, four people correctly identified the murderer at the end of the night. So I think that's a pretty good sweet spot. Like I didn't want too many people to get it because then it would have been too easy. I didn't want too many people to not get it because then it would have been too hard. Um, so how in did in all, you come up with this whole
2: fun. mystery like did you find something online and then tweak it to the people Who are going to be there? Did you like write it all yourself? Like how did how did you come up? Oh, with Oh
0: my gosh, that would be a huge undertaking. To, it, there's so many moving pieces So like there were 12 people at my party was um, one
1: of them the murderer
0: Yes, and one was the victim as well. Did the um,
1: murderer know they were the murderer?
0: You don't know that you're the murderer or the victim until the actual murder takes place So, for the first half of the party, everyone's kind of just, like, kibitzing, and, like, everyone has their own side goals and, like, their own secrets that they're hiding from people, and there's a lot of, like, intrigue going on, Um, and then the murder happens, and obviously, like, the way this thing is structured, everyone, every character has, like to an extent has some kind of motive for like, they could have been the one to do it. And then you have to dig deeper. And like, there was actual like physical evidence exhibits kind of thing. And like, it was this whole thing. I purchased a kit like online and there was like a certain number of characters and it gives you character descriptions and like for this character, you should pick someone who's like, especially outgoing. And for this character, you should pick someone who's good at backstabbing and stuff like that. So I had kind of a guide of who to give what character. But how did how did your I,
1: person who you gave the good at backstabbing feel about being denoted as the person who's good at backstabbing?
0: Well, I mean, they don't know that. That that description was for me to choose. I didn't I didn't give them their character and say, "I chose you for this because you're good at backstabbing." Like that would not have been the best idea. Um but I did tell the murderer. I was like, "I chose you because I thought you were capable of keeping this secret." And she was like, "Thank you." So like, I don't know. I, I, everyone had a lot of fun. There was no bad blood whatsoever. It was just a really good time. I'd recommend it to anyone who's looking to, I don't know, spice up a weekend, I guess. I did it as like, it was a bachelor party. Um, it was actually a joint bachelor party for two of my friends who are getting married to each other. Um, so it was just like a whole bunch of folks and it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, Murder Mysteries. Other than that, I've been playing Bioshock and it's still amazing, but not really more. Much more of an update there. Oh, I did find a bug in Bioshock. Really? Yeah, but it's a known bug. Um, Essentially, and actually, Tactic, this might have happened to you. You played it, right? Did you both play yep. it?
1: Yeah, but I didn't finish it. I just decided to YouTube the rest of the story.
2: I well, the started ta- it, and then much like Dead Space, I got kind of scared, so I stopped.
0: Oh, it's spooky. Um, I got, I mean, I, I'm not super far into it, so you tactic I imagine you would have had a chance to, to hit it but essentially in each level there's a certain number of big daddies protecting the little sisters mm-hmm. um, I found an extra big daddy and an extra little sister and like when you pause Bioshock it has these little icons on the bottom that show the little sisters and like here's how many are, you have captured and here's how many are still out there and like when I captured the extra one an extra one popped up in the start menu and I got really confused and then As I get to the end of that level, if you get to the end of a level in Bioshock and you haven't gotten all the little sisters yet, it'll give you a warning like you're about to proceed beyond the point where you can find a little sister and harvest Adam. So like you might want to go back and do that. Otherwise, the game will be harder for you. So after finding four out of three big sisters, I get to the end of the level and it says you didn't find all the big sisters yet or little sisters. So I was like, what the heck? But then I looked it up online and it's a known bug. It's called the little sister bug. Like it's just like a bug in the game. So that was interesting. Hmm. Um, Bioshock, super fun. Not really that buggy, just that one bug that I found. Uh, so check it out if you haven't yet, like me. Um, let's swing it over to Mr. Tectic.
1: I, too, had a pretty interesting weekend. Um, we had went to a place that lets you meet and greet sloths, which was really exciting because if you know what a sloth is they're the most relatable animal in the world they love to sleep they love to eat and they poop about once a week so very relatable uh, for those of you who like to eat sleep and have bowel issues Um, how
0: often do you poop a week can i ask you this on the air is that okay
1: i actually poop every day once a day so i'm not relatable to that but it's exciting for people who do have that issue
0: i was just checking because i poop once a day like very regular. We should have a poop episode. But anyways, sorry. Let's move on.
1: So then I decided that I would like to play split screen with Nerd Bomber for the end of time and I said, "Hey, let's uh let's keep this thing going." And I uh I proposed to Nerd Bomber. So <laughs>
0: Is that what you really said? Yeah.
1: And the Sloth <laughs> was there the witness. Going. Now the exciting part about the story, folks, is I did not know how the heck I was going to organically pop the question so nerd bomber was feeding one of the sloths his name was monroe and my man monroe saw me sweating and he go he looks at me i look at him and he goes don't worry tactic i got you fam that's what he said his words exactly and he drops the piece of zucchini right at her at nerd bomber's feet which gives me an opportunity to get down pick it up and bam right in position so Had it not been for my man Monroe, who knows where I'd be right now.
0: Shout out to Monroe. Shout Um, out to Monroe. That's that's an amazing story. I did have one question. So first of all, congratulations on behalf of all the Online Warriors uh, production crew, which is really just the three of us, and uh, all all the listeners. But I did have one question, which is, and I've wondered this about almost every engagement photo I've seen. How do you get the photo? Who's just standing there waiting? Hold, like, did you give your phone to some guy and then Nerd Bomber's like, "Why do you give your phone to that guy?" And you're like, "No reason." So for you know the I mean? sloth,
1: like, for the sloth meet and greet, obviously that you want them to take pictures of you meeting sloths. So it was not that was
0: obvious because it was,
1: it was very easy to sit, tell the zookeeper, "Hey, can you take my phone? We'd like to take pictures together, interacting with the sloths."
0: I see. So this was. This was a premeditated. It wasn't like you were in the sloth enclosure and you were like, my God, I love this woman. Like it wasn't like a, I mean, I'm sure you did think that, but like it wasn't like a spur of the moment. Like this just feels right because we're with the sloth kind of thing.
1: So I was the only one that knew it was going down. Not even the zookeepers knew it was going down. Oh, wow. Monroe obviously knew it was going down. That's why he dropped the zucchini.
0: Way to go, Monroe. Way to go, um, Monroe. Well, congratulations. I mean, congratulations, first of all, on meeting and just generally interacting with Slost. That's kind of a big deal. Thank you. Um, second of all, congrats on the whole uh, m- matrimonial thing. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, so it was a pretty exciting a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to add to that?
2: Um. I mean... You didn't really get into the sloth encounter. So I kind of felt like a jerk because <laughs> after, like, we said yes and hugged and whatever, hugged it out. Um, I was like, okay, kind of kind of back to the sloth. Like, I didn't want to dilly-dally because we only had, like, half an hour with them.
1: Well, they were getting upset that that the food wasn't continuously coming. They were going, "Ehem," full yeah. on sprawled out.
0: So what, Okay, what hold on. Do... You didn't wait till the end? No, this Tastic. was, like,
1: right off the... My legs were shaking... Vigorously, I needed to get this over with
0: (laughs) so you cut into okay. I'm kind of on nerd bomber side on this You cut into the sloth time.
1: Well Monroe said do it now now's your chance
0: Okay, so you're blaming Monroe. Yeah,
2: so like after it was pretty much like the whole Process was complete We like went back to the sloths because they were actually like imagine a sloth trying to swipe you But then like slow it down even slower than you probably thought they were trying to swipe you and that's how they were, like, kind of reaching out. They're like, hey, where did you go with my food? Why aren't you feeding me anymore? Um, They're super cool animals. They have abs of steel. Like, they, they kind of, they sleep curled up in the tree, and then you, like, poke them, and they wake up, and they give you, like, this dirty look, like, why are you waking me up? But then they slowly uncurl, and it's all just abs. And so, like, you poke their abs, and it's just, like, hard as a rock.
1: Yeah, because they're hanging upside down.
2: And they're just super cute. Their noses kind of feel like a dog's nose. Um, They each have their own individual personalities, and they like eating different types of food. So, like, one preferred uh, sweet potato, the other preferred pear, because she was a little bit younger and didn't have the teeth to really work through a sweet potato yet. Um... The other one, he, straight up Monroe, he liked squash, yellow squash. And, like, they would eat the other stuff, but you can tell they, like, super loved their favorite food. Yeah. This is a nice a ex-
0: extension. This is a nice extension of our... Remember we had a Sloth Facts game, like, three I weeks did, ago or something?
2: I prepared the Sloth Fact trivia in preparation for meeting the Sloths, because I wanted to know everything there was to know about these mystical creatures.
0: And then, like, during, did you, like, talk to the sloths and were like, hey, I learned this thing about you? Like, well, tell them the thing.
2: so the zookeeper was giving us sloth facts while we were there because, like, that's kind of what you paid, I guess, to encounter a sloth. Like,
0: and you were like, we got it, buddy. We know.
2: Yeah, he was, like, <laughs> telling us how slow their digestive system is. And I was like, yeah, I know. It'll take him a month to digest this piece of pear. I got this.
0: Wow. So you impressed the crap out of the zookeepers is what it sounds like.
1: Well, no, she was being polite. She acted like uh, she did like, oh my goodness, what good facts.
2: But then, like, I looked into the sloth's eyes and I was like, it's okay. I know you. I understand you at a base level.
0: I will say there's at least one photo that I saw on Facebook, because these photos made it onto Facebook, and there's at least one photo that, like, Nerd Bomber, you're looking, and I'm looking it up now, you're like, you're looking into the eyes of a sloth, and I'll tell you right now, I, I, you probably never looked at Tectic that way. I mean, I, it, there's so much love and just, like, adoration and, like... Oh, man. There's so we much bonded. That. Is like, that
1: the sloth vision photo? Where it's from it the sloth, a sloth perspective? Yeah,
0: the sloth vision photo is exactly the one I'm talking about, where, like, I, Nerd Bomber is just, like... I think enraptured would be a good word.
1: I took that photo, by the way.
0: You, you were in you were like inside the sloth basically it's like sloth vision it's a very good photo
2: so like Um, i don't know when my love of sloths really started i feel like it it wasn't my entire life because i didn't realize i liked them until i got a little bit older but i think it was maybe like five ish years ago when i first discovered baby sloth videos and one of my friends um our mutual author friend actually she was telling me how she thought sloths were super ugly and i was like i don't know let me look them up and i i came across baby sloths and ever since then i was like oh my god i'm I'm forever bonded with sloths like i'm lazy they're lazy they like to sleep i like to sleep they like to eat i like to eat this is perfect
0: so you pretty much vehemently disagreed then with our mutual author friend
2: pretty much yeah we went
0: back and we're like what the crap
2: pretty much like once every couple months i'll send her a sloth photo hoping to change her mind like the cutest sloth that i'll find and she just is revolted by it and we agree to disagree on that one
0: she sticks, sticks to her gun shout out to our mutual author friend who i won't say by name because that's a uh, invasion of privacy um cool well congratulations on the loss and uh on the engagement um maybe we'll do like a live like episode at the altar kind of deal you know like I'm, just, I'm like I'm just like there with the microphone and I'm, I'm the only one talking, just like live tweeting it.
2: That could be fun.
1: Illegal with we'll you talk. live.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about, about the options uh, to that end. But first, let's talk about the ending of season, what's it, season two of Fantasy Movie League? Yep. It's over, folks. Uh, it's over. Um, probably to the surprise of no one at this point uh nerd bomber took home the gold on this one uh neither technic, technic nor i were able to catch her um
2: even after i totally muffed it up so like i was getting prepared for the slot. and so normally i set my lineup on friday mornings and that was actually when we were leaving to travel so i totally forgot and it backfilled some movies for my cineplex and i think i only got yeah 16 million and i still came in first
0: on the season you finished with almost exactly a billion dollars um so pretty good first of all i clearly Uh,
2: should be in like the movie industry like have a theater make a ton of cash
0: that is indeed the takeaway right now um tactic finished in second he managed to i i could i wasn't able to catch him even though forever second place In the last week i came in first place i won the week but i was i wasn't enough of a margin to catch tactic who finished with just about 993 million uh i was in third with 985 then um i mean comparing the overall rankings for the others doesn't make a whole lot of sense because um they entered late but um out of the 10 weeks Devin reed 08 did have two wins on the year um or on the season i should say i had four wins on the season and Nerd Bomber also had four wins on the season. Tactic had no wins on the season and still managed to pull out of second place. So Forever second place. I feel like that deserves some recognition. Um, but really, the main, the main point we want to make here is that, guys, season three starts this weekend. We're not, we're not waiting. Uh, we're jumping right in. There's a 10-week period from June 7th to August 11th. And we're going to dive right in here. Right now, we have six people. Um, myself, Nerd Bomber, Tactic, Devin Reed... Uh, our friends over from Demfanty Dinosaurs and Mike Hoff. I, I, I again don't really know who this person is, but uh, he's raring to go, so I, we appreciate that. Um, if you want to get in on this, now is the best time because this way to get in on the ground floor, remain competitive throughout the entire season if you want. Probably beat me because at this point it doesn't seem that hard. So. Um, the league name is Online Warriors Podcast, and the password I believe is podcast all lowercase. Is that right?
2: Yep, that's correct.
0: So uh, check it out. Uh, obviously, with the summer movie season, there's going to be some big totals at the end of this ten-week period. So you're going to want to be a part of it, if only so that when you hear us talk about it, you won't be like, "Oh gosh, they're talking about this thing I have no idea about again." Um. Tactic, you got a game for us today?
1: I do, and the theme is ice cream flavors as selected by our viewers.
0: Oh, snap.
2: Yeah, so um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, I think this applies only to the Squire and Knight tiers. Again, you get to help us decide what our game show topic is going to be, or occasionally we'll throw news topics, but you can influence what you want to hear on the podcast. It's pretty cool.
1: So we're gonna get right into it, and I'm gonna start with the first question. And this this one is going to be the style of gameplay where you get points based on how close you are to the number one option, and ten being the worst score. Anything higher than ten will give you an eleven.
2: Okay, sounds okay. good.
1: So the first I just want to say
0: before we start that I, I plan on winning, but but go ahead.
1: So the first question <laughs> is: What are the top ten? ice cream flavors in america
0: okay uh nerd bomber you want to go first
2: okay i'm gonna go with straight up chocolate
1: chocolate is ranked at number two
0: okay well the number one's got to be vanilla so i'll take that
1: vanilla is in fact
0: number one
2: that's so plain people what are you eating
0: i totally agree with that ranking i want to say that
2: uh
0: all right nerd bomber
2: okay so my next one Oh, okay. How about Moose Tracks? I feel like that's pretty popular.
1: Moose Tracks is way down at number nine.
0: At least it's it's
2: in the top ten. I'll take it.
0: uh, I'm going to say what I think the natural third choice is, which is Strawberry.
1: Strawberry is way down at number eight. What the heck? One more guess for both of you, and then we're going to move on to the next set of questions.
2: So I think, and I don't know if this is considered a flavor. So I'm kind of gambling here, but twist chocolate vanilla twist. That's a flavor.
0: It is a flavor, but I don't know if it's. I don't know if we're talking about soft serve or hard ice cream here. If we're talking about hard ice cream, you're screwed.
1: I'm gonna put it on hold until I hear Ill Eagles answer.
0: Interesting uh, choice. I'm gonna go with. mm, I'm gonna go with mint chocolate chip.
1: Mint chocolate chip is number four for twist. I'm just going to give that to you as the Napoleon, which is number 10. But uh, you got blown out of the water by Illegal. So he gets the first round.
2: I can't believe I forgot mint chocolate chip. That's your favorite flavor. Number
1: three was cookies and cream. Number five was chocolate chip cookie dough.
2: So we're in hard ice cream. Number- I-, I kept
0: thinking. Oh, yeah, 100 percent.
1: Number six was buttered pecan. Number seven no. cookie dough. I should have specified. I apologize. But on to the next Wait, one.
0: There was chocolate chip cookie dough and then also just cookie dough? Yeah. Interesting. All right, I'll take the win. Let's keep going.
1: Okay, so this one is just going to have one answer is all you get. Love it. So top five toppings.
0: Oh, my goodness. Who goes
2: first on this one?
1: I'll leave it up to you guys. Who, who do you want to go first?
0: Uh, you went first on the last one, so I feel like I should go first.
2: Yeah, yes. you got it. No?
0: Yep. Um. Hmm. I'm going to do, do you differentiate between chocolate sauce and hot fudge in this in this game? Can you tell me that or no?
1: Uh, I can't tell you that, but I mean, I guess you okay. could I I don't need to differentiate.
0: I'm going to go with chocolate sauce.
1: Okay, hot fudge is number 1. Hoop. Okay.
2: Okay, then I'm gonna go with sprinkles.
1: Sprinkles was number two, boy, it was Which, a dead heat. So again, illegal takes it home. If you want, do you want to guess one more time, both of you? Kind of give give Nerd Bomber a bit of a chance. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's do that. Um, I'm gonna go with whipped cream.
1: Whipped cream is number seven.
0: Oh, okay. The door's open.
2: Okay. Oh man, there's so many different options here. I am going to go with a cherry on top. Probably terrible.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not on the list.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, no.
1: You could have picked caramel, Oreos, peanut butter cups, cookie dough, and hard chocolate coating. But, like, they
2: Boy. say put a cherry on top my Sunday. Yeah, you the- were
0: just finishing off the Sunday that we had created. Okay,
1: so that's two for for illegal, none for Nerd Bomber. Yikes. So this next one is going to be a Price is Right style game. Dippin' Dots. Mm. What is the temperature that they are kept at? And this is going
0: to be in Fahrenheit. Oh, no. Okay. Nerd Bomber, do you want me to go first again to to give you like a partial advantage?
2: No, fair is fair. I'll go first. Okay, I
0: respect Uh, the game
2: negative
0: 300 degrees fahrenheit okay wait i'm not sure I, i'm not sure i understand the question uh I'm, I, I don't mean, know I'm, i know
2: it's really I'm, cold i know you need like liquid nitrogen to make dip and dots
0: i'm gonna go what is it what the temperature it's kept at i'm gonna go with minus 50 so you I both don't think busted I the question
1: you both what? busted so no one gets it. The answer was minus 40. And by the way, cryogenic freezing is minus 320.
2: I think that...
0: <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> that
2: might be what I was, so I was thinking close. of.
0: Get your cryogenically frozen <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> so still Six Flags. two for
1: Eagle and none for Nerd Bomber. Moving on to the next one. Pretty good. In the history of ice cream... Oh gosh. When is the earliest evidence of ice cream?
0: Oh, it's like I actually I actually kinda know this one. Uh well I know I know the origin story, but I don't know how long ago it was. I'll tell you one thing. It was it, we're talking to BC. This is like I'm gonna say four hundred BC.
1: Okay. And uh that is a bust, so
2: Wait, I didn't. I didn't guess yet. Um, well,
1: you know that I busted. So,
0: well, at okay. least I think
1: it's a bust. Does it go backwards? I
0: I don't know. Yeah, okay. it, 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 the, the higher the number, the further back in time you get. So I probably busted.
1: Yeah.
2: So I'm gonna say if that's a bust, I'm gonna go with 150 BC. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride your BC train.
1: Okay, so pretty much as long as she stayed lower, she was safe, and she got it. The answer is. In China, it was invented around 200 BC when a milk and rice mixture was frozen by packing it into snow.
0: Man, I was so close. This is garbage, but I respect the game. All right. Uh, Okay, so that's one one
1: for Nerd Bomber and two for Illegal. So this next one is a Guinness World Record. Mm. And the unit is in length. So what is the longest ice cream Ever made?
0: Can you tell me what you said? The unit is length, but that's not Yeah, like, like what you, does okay, that mean? Okay, the unit. <laughs> well, I didn't want
1: you to think like the largest, like a like a diameter type thing. It's it's going to be a narrow, continuous length. So,
2: like the tallest ice cream cone?
0: No, like no, a banana like, split.
1: Like a banana split that just keeps going. Yeah. Oh. For for many feet.
0: That's okay, good. so it's feet. All right. Uh. A Nerd Bomber, but you go first this time, right?
2: Yeah, okay. I'm going to say, hmm. So you can get like those giant subs that are like 20-foot long subs. So I'm going to say a 20-foot long ice cream.
0: Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. It, I'm just going to say 30 because I know it's way more.
1: So Illegal takes this one home.
2: I am so bad at this.
1: With based on the prices, right? Style, it's like rules, 400 or something. It is 4,549 okay, yeah. feet and 3.36 inches.
2: Isn't that close to a mile? That's it's like just of, under yeah, a mile.
1: 5,280 is one mile, yeah.
2: But like, why do you need a mile long ice cream sundae? Why is that a thing? The
0: I mean, Guinness you ever get like
1: of world records?
0: Do you ever get like really hungry and like just not really that want hungry? Cream? Do you and like a hundred of your friends ever get really hungry? <laughs> Actually, you need like 1, You'd You'd need need a thousand friends.
2: You need a lot of people.
0: You need like your entire high school class. Anyways, so,
1: the world-renowned ice cream champion is illegal. Taking it home 3 good. Ws to 1.
0: It feels good. Um I, you know, I kind of had a feeling that I was the ice cream what do you say? I was the ice cream champion of the something of the world. Um, I, okay, that sounds about right. Um, I do enjoy ice cream. For the record, my favorite flavor is actually the chocolate vanilla twist that Nerd Bomber mentioned. I'm a soft serve man myself. Um, also soft serve is so man. much better. Yeah, hard ice cream just hurts your teeth. I cold. love
1: hard ice cream. Like me a good mint chocolate chip.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, th- this, this concludes our episode, so go and grab yourself a nice frosty cone of whatever your favorite flavor is and uh thank you all for listening rate and review us on the soon to be defunct itunes um or the podcast app i guess it's probably where you want to go um check out check out the patreon that we've mentioned a few times um you're you won't be sorry if you support us um we got a lot of great content coming for our patreon supporters and um just thanks for being you you know uh, have a great week see you
2: see you next week